Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by... E.T. Phone Home. It's Elliot Matthews. To be more like Elliot, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and become an official sponsor today. Mm. <laughs> Who are you? What do you do? We currently don't have a clue, but give us 40 minutes of your time. And we'll get along just fine on the Joe Marler Show. It's the Joe Marler Show. Hello, and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marler, and this is Tom Fordyce. Jojo, I can see your face, and you're not on a computer. I can reach out and touch your knee, although I won't. What's that funny thing going on the front of your knee? Just don't touch it, all right? It's nice to see you, but... I don't want any too much touching because we've still got to be very sanit. Let me just sanitise my hands whilst we're doing that. Actually, squirt. Thank you, Joe. We should explain um, for people who have joined us during the Lion series and what a thriller it was that we're back to normal and we're both really excited. Yeah, I've I have enjoyed doing the rugby stuff and you know putting on the Lion specials and stuff and hearing from different voices in the rugby world. But this is what we love. We love meeting random. Ordinary, extraordinary people and hearing all about their jobs. And that's what I want to do again, please. So thank you for the little break, the little rugby day job break. But we're back into it. I love it. Because, Joe, we believe that everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. Stop putting on that silly voice. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions without doing a silly voice. I just feel a bit self-conscious. Do you know what I mean? 
No, I don't right, know. What if you I mean. try and say it like it's part of a conversation, yeah, Jeff, because we believe that everyone's interesting if you ask the right questions, don't we? Oh, that's so cheesy the way you've said it. You should put on a silly voice Thanks, for that Jay. instead. <laughs> Do you know what we've got today? Coming up next. Go on, hit me. An attendant of flight. A flight attendant. Someone, a trolley dolly, but they're not a trolley dolly. You're allowed to call an air hostess, tro- but it's not an air hostess, it's an air host. Trolley dolly, you definitely can't call someone a trolley dolly. Unless, of course, it's a toy. That is a dolly with with a trolley that's pushing. So, but I don't know why you'd be talking to that toy anyway. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Fuck, we have been away from this for a long time. <laughs> Do you like flying, Joe? I never used to. I used to worry about it a lot. And a te- an old teammate of mine, Johnny May, was also the same. Like really frightful, like the whole thing, like just holding onto it and shaking thingy. But I couldn't work out whether he's putting on a little bit. He's got strange beliefs, though, hasn't he, Johnny? Mate? Yeah, so that's why it was probably more believable that he didn't like it. But as I've gotten a bit older, I've gone. Well, if we crash, we crash. There's not a lot I can do about it. So why waste my time worrying about the possibility of it happening? And just go. I'm going to sit here, enjoy the in-flight entertainment, and buckle up. Window seat or aisle? Oh, window, actually. I Even though I would, probably would need to stretch out a little bit more and a bit more, I, I quite like being confined in like a comfy space. Question two, rear of plane or front of plane? There's certain words that trigger me. <laughs> certain words. <laughs> the rear. <laughs> I think that's probably the end of my quick I've run out of quick Just fire. two, was it? Yeah. Okay. Should we get the guest on? Uh, yeah, I was going to do a quick fire for you, but go. okay. Question one: mm, Here we go. Economy or first class? Well, I mean, I would love to, but never have economy. Have you never done first class? No. How am I going to afford first class? Well, you worked at the BBC for fifteen years. Economy every single flight, Olympics, Rugby World Cup, twenty eleven, New Zealand, economy all the way. Oof, I know. Have you ever? I think it was with Etihad Airways. Mm. Um, we, me and Daisy had flown out to somewhere, I can't remember, maybe Abu Dhabi or somewhere. And on the way back, you had an option to, you could bid for an upgrade, like an you auction. You could bid on like eBay. Yeah, a bit like that. You could say, oh, I'll pay an extra 200 quid to upgrade to business, thanks. And we won it. Well, I didn't, we didn't win it because I had to pay like 300 quid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually any good. Was that your opening <laughs> bid, or did you have to outbid someone? No, that was my. I said that's my max. So maybe I should have got in lower. Aren't you then, meant to go in lower? I don't know. You just start with your max. Get a guest on now immediately. <laughs> Our guest today is a flight attendant. Hello, Damien. Hello. <laughs> Damien, we're not actually allowed to use your real name, so we've somehow chosen the child from The Omen as the best name for you. Okay, yeah. And right. Damien, Joe, flies with Marla Airlines, is that correct? We'll go with Marla Airlines today. I always thought I'd say air hostess. I have been called that many times in in my life. But it's not, it's flight attendant. Flight attendant, cabin crew, um, then you have, you can either have uh, a purser. So what does a purser do? Because a purser often gets mentioned, Joe, don't they? No, I've the never heard of a purser, someone who nicks purses. <laughs> a purser? Yeah, that's... Are you saying it right? Yes. <laughs> do you mean bursar? No. Because <laughs> a bursar, I think, is uh, a sack of fluid. On a joint. 
Is it, or it's someone that provides money for someone who at a school, like a private school, to go to a school, isn't it? So you're not saying Bursa? I'm not saying Bursa. So go with Purser. What's Going Purser? Going with Purser. Purser is the person that's in charge on board uh, an aircraft. The uh, captain? No, no, of the cabin crew team. Oh, okay. So they're the, they're the boss. So they're called Pursers? They used to be called Pursers. There's now some different terms for them. There's uh, in-charge cabin crew. Uh, Pursers cab- better than that. In-charge cabin crew. Yeah. That is the shittest term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's your job? Well, I'm a flight attendant. Oh, just a flight attendant? No, actually, I'm in charge cabin crew. It's not yeah. even a sentence. Yeah. Well, they like they, they like to uh, to change them. The so it's ICCM. Ooh, that's, that's better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Are the flight attendants better looking? The higher the class you go, because mm. Damien, you clearly work in first class. Let me say that. First good. Of all. Yeah. Oh. Good from you. Oh, really smooth. Good. Smooth. <laughs> too. I so like you've, it. you've gone with a really shit dad joke at yeah. the start. He's yeah. strong. He's an ex- this <laughs> strong, guy. Strong game. This guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've I've worked first class in my time. Yeah. Are you? Do you work your way up to first class or the different things? Yeah, it used to be you'd have to like work for a good number of years before you were invited to take part in training for business class and then you'd work that for a number of years and then you'd be invited to do some training to work in first class. Why would you have to do... The person is still a person. Why do you have to be trained to talk to... What, what's the difference in the training between economy and business and first? Uh, economy, you're basically throwing it at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then first class, it's all lots of bowing and scraping and say, yes, yes sir. And you have to know all your different wines, what pairs with certain foods, different services like silver service, laying up tables, where the, you know which fork goes where, because it's all proper silverware, uh, proper terminology to use for like lords ladies you know royalty wow stuff like that yeah have you got a special announcement voice can we hear it well i usually give the crew a choice of two they can either, <laughs> oh wow they can yes. either have love this uh hello good morning and welcome to bbc radio 4 <laughs> or <laughs> or they can have Good morning. Welcome to local radio. <laughs> I fucking love both of them. I would, I would insist if I was your crew, I would insist that you do half and half, so you like really confuse them. Um, good morning, everybody. I hope you're sitting comfortably and the flight's going really well. And uh, food is just about to be brought out, so please, please be ready. <laughs> Do you use the same voice or the same range of voices for the emergency exit chat? Well, that's a good one, because when you're doing the emergency uh, announcements, basically you're stood at the back of the plane looking up the, the aisle and all the crew are stood there looking at you. So what oh, you're trying, yeah. what you're really trying to do is make them break and make <laughs> them laugh. So you either go really quickly <laughs> so that they have to you know, <laughs> chuck on the life jacket, do it up, and then point out the exits really quickly. Or you, you change it up, you start quick, go slow, <laughs> put on a different accent. Uh, I, flew, I flew with this girl once, and she was very well-spoken. And she, she was like, oh, are you going to do the 
emergency announcements. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do those. I'll do those for you. And uh, we, we stood there wait, waiting, got my safety card up. And all of a sudden, the broadish Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like this, hiding behind my safety card. My crying. shoulders going, crying with laughter. Crying behind and Of course, it. none of the passengers know that she's not Welsh. They just think that's normal. So Until she breaks. She's yeah. going around with the food and she's like, hello, darling, what hello, would you darling. like today? Yeah. What the fuck is going on with your voice? Like, oh, I love what you want for your dinner today, yeah. then. You're having a red wine with it. <laughs> uh, do you get fucked off when no one listens? Oh, yeah. Because I'll be honest, like, when you sit on a flight, when I go away with the team and stuff like that, I'll sit there with my headphones on and I'll, I'll crack on with the Netflix straight away because it takes a while and then I, I get worried because there's judgment there's definitely judgment eyes coming from the cabin crew like would you just listen to this please this is important if yeah. we crash <laughs> you need to actually know what to do but my mindset is if we crash we're fucked so why do I need to know what to do do you know what I mean <laughs> like I'll be fucked ju- let me just enjoy Handmaid's Tale you know <laughs> I need to squeeze it in it's only a two hour flight I want to get a couple of episodes in I'm sorry but do you actually get really fucked off yeah you stood there you're, you're looking at people and you're like well, you're not going to watch you're not going to watch <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> brilliant so there is that judgement going oh of course yeah. yeah and if someone's watching really intently they like during the service you're extra nice to that person oh, are you <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's the one thing I've got to do that's important you there you know? go there you <laughs> like, go. Tom, pay attention to me that's what we've got to do yeah Next time we're like, yeah, just I mind you. What if it goes the other way and we eyeball the fuck Too out much. of you? And you're Freak like, you oh my god, yeah. Then you're He's making me feel really. Then creepy. you're back in the galley going, that, that guy, <laughs> that guy in three F. Look out for him. He looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> what voice would you go for, Joe? I'd look at everyone that wasn't listening. Yeah. So to pick, and then I'd drop something in, like maybe a meow. To sit to then go like oh you oh you are listening nice. yeah. do you know what I mean to to make him go so please um, make sure you look after your air mask for yourself before you sort of some them fucking sat to the left of you and then you see how many people pick up like did he yeah. just say fucking yeah. don't sort out anyone be put, a selfish prick put your own oxygen mask on before those fucking kids <laughs> <laughs> that is something that we do sometimes you know you'll have a challenge and you go um it's usually called Captain's Banana. Ah. So you challenge either the, the crew that's doing the announcements or obviously the, yeah, the flight crew. They have to slip a certain word <laughs> into their announcements. So, yeah, sometimes it's banana or sausage or... <laughs> yeah, so, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're cruising at 35,000 feet. If you look to your left, you'll see the banana island of... <laughs> 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 and, and, and no one notices because no they're not fucking noticed. listening because no. we're watching Handmaid's Tower exactly. you're actually interrupted it yeah. it's fine yeah. I saw something where was it did it come up It was. Did my phone did that really weird thing where it's obviously been listening to me talk about flight attendants or something and a video came up of this woman who was revealing some secrets about flight attendants and I was like what and it, I didn't watch it all because I think it was about four o'clock this morning um <laughs> What's an APB oh. that when you're, when you're coming on, the flight attendants stand at the door and you think, oh, they're greeting you and being polite, and, which they are, 
but they're doing some sort of APB where you're looking your up yeah, and down or something. Uh, I was like, what? Yeah, ABP. Oh, Able, ABP. Able-bodied passenger. Ah. So that is someone that's travelling on their own that speaks English or the language that you know the airline operates in um, and looks capable enough to assist you in the event of an emergency. Are you pointing at yourself? Big it's, time. it's a podcast and it's not filmed. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, what, and you're looking at this person, what, because they could be, are they going to get a good seat in the emergency aisle or are they going to be someone you can call upon in an emergency? Yeah, someone you can call upon. So if you're in an emergency, you'll stand in the in the cabin and you'll give the, the passengers an emergency briefing and then you, you find this person person and you would ask them you know oh hello are you traveling on your own yes do you speak english yes or would you be willing to help me okay. no i'm <laughs> fucking watching handmaid's tale mate <laughs> so once you've finished your episode yeah yeah good yeah, fine. as long as it doesn't end on a cliffhanger good you know, does, would <laughs> yeah. you um yeah and basically you you take them to your seat um and you show them how your harness opens and Whoa. how the door operates, what to expect when the door opens. How to fly the plane? No, not not how to fly the plane. Um, would you would you be able to fly the plane in an emergency? Um, it, well, it's usually on autopilot, so so that's a yes. You could have just said yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know um, how to switch the autopilot on and off. Yeah, I know where the buttons are. I've sat in the cockpit a few times. Yeah, there's lots of dials and that affects speed and uh, Are you belittling the job of a captain? You're saying that... I, you... I would never do such a thing. <laughs> oh, it seems like there's a small bit of beef between the cabin crew and, and the pursers and the captain. Do you like, Joe, because I'm sure you've been to the front of an aeroplane with your massively high profile, the number of switches on the ceiling. I always find that quite alluring. Like you put a switch in front of me, yeah, fine... Put it on the ceiling. Much more fun. Why do they need 5,000 buttons or switches? <laughs> but, but anything, we're in 2021. Surely they just need one or two maybe. So take off. off no, three. Three now I'm thinking about it. Take off. Fly. <laughs> land. This able-bodied, what are they call able-bodied person? Able-bodied passenger, yeah. Able-bodied yeah. passenger. I'll be honest, I'd, I'd fancy that role, Joe. I'd fancy that role. I'd fancy myself for that role. What, 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 why? Do well, you like first of all, do you like flying? Mm, I see it as a practical solution. I don't love it. I wouldn't deliberately go flying. But you, you feel you feel okay. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. There's no panic, or you don't get oh with the takeoff. No, you're fine. Uh, are you fit? I hope so. I mean, you're pleasant to look at, but I'm Thank talking you. about fit. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> are you healthy? Yes. Yeah. You're lightweight. What, what am I looking at? I'm putting you down for seventy-two kilos. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Genuine. About 73. Oh, good joke. Very good. good. And you, so there's no risk of you breaking the slide either. That you, I don't so wear you, high heels generally. Yeah, you'd so be that's good, good to go down there. You'd be a very good ABP. Thank I think. you, Joe. Uh, Damien, what do you think? Definitely be someone that we would uh, we would be coming to. And you, Joe, as well. Oh, mm. Thank you. <laughs> what a team that would be, Joe. If we were the two ABPs, it would reminds... we be introduced to each other? <laughs> would we like, could we form our team and start yeah. buddying up? <laughs> It reminds me of, uh, have you seen Bridesmaids? The film? Yes. You know, when, uh, oh, what's her name? She's on the flight and she's convinced that the guy she's sat next to is an air marshal. Yeah. She's like, you need to tell me if you're an air marshal. Like, it's just going on. And I love, I absolutely love the scene <laughs> when it turns out he is. Yeah. And she gets, I, I knew it! You're an air marshal! <laughs> 
Marshall, yeah! She goes running down. I love that. That's what I want to happen. Oh, sorry. I don't know why that is relevant. But I think we need to... I've got a little bit overexcited and I think we should have some ads in here now. Hey, how you doing? My name is Elroy Spoonface Powell, Spoon the Voice Guy. And I just want to tell you about a new podcast called Death of a Film Star. It's from the makers of Death of a Rock Star, and it's really good. We've got episodes about Heath Ledger, Chadwick Boseman, Marilyn Monroe, and Robin Williams. You've seen them tell incredible stories, so now it's time for us to tell theirs. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. Honestly, do it now. It'll be worth it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Beneath the veneer of the everyday lurks the realm of the spy. From Wondery, I'm Raza Jaffrey. This is The Spy Who, the podcast exploring true spy stories you were never meant to hear, with secret operatives playing to very different rules. We'll reveal the invisible work of the world's intelligence services, unearthing daring missions packed with danger, deceit, and double crosses. Follow The Spy Who wherever you listen to podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying Marla Airlines. Our official sponsors for this flight are... He sounds like an Oxbridge College. It's Tristan Hall. Dan, the man, Hutt. Ollie Soundy who rhymes with Alastair Boundy. Matt Gryffindor Griffiths. Cheeky Nibble, Stuart Kibble. <laughs> <laughs> the Swindler, Joss Swindles. And Daniel on the Beers, Baker. So to be more like Tristan, Daniel, Josh, Stuart, Ollie, Matt and David, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and grow the show. Those were the adverts which you will have realised because you've heard adverts before. Damien, I would like to know what happens on stopovers. Are they party central? In my youth, ah. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, it was a case of, you know, you get somewhere and it's like, right, where are we going? When are we meeting up? Let's go out. Party, party, party. Um, as I've got older, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've got wiser, but the uh, the body can't take it quite as well these days. So it's more of a cup of tea. Yeah. Feet up. Feet up. Bit of Netflix. Handmaid's Tale. Very popular. <laughs> 
um, rather than out parting it. How long usually is a stopover then, or does it depend on? It really depends. You can the minimum legal that you're allowed in a hotel, like key to key, they say. So from the moment you check in to the moment you check out is ten hours. So you know you could you could do a flight and then ten hours in the hotel and come back. So there's not much time for partying there. But there oh, are... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you could go hard. Top three stopover cities? Oh, for partying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Newcastle. Mm. That is not what I was, <laughs> I was expecting New York, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. But okay, we'll go with Newcastle. If, if, you, if you just want to go out and get smashed. Good. Okay, Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Newcastle is definitely on the list. Yep. Um, New York uh, is, a, is a great place to go. Um, anywhere in the Far East. Are you keeping your uniform on in this scenario, Joe? Are you putting civvies on? Depends how cool the uniform is. Talk me through the coolest uniforms that, that we've got. Well, I think you want to look good. You want to you be in the Air Italia. Air Italia? Yeah. What's their setup? Describe their setup to us, please. Tailored. Oh, very, really? Very Italian. They always look smart. They're always, whenever you're in, in Italy and you, you pull up next to the Air Italia crew you always feel like dog shit because <laughs> you're getting off the plane and you know you've got your, your shirt on and your ties a little bit askew you know your eyes are all a bit bloodshot they come off you know immaculate sunglasses on no matter the weather <laughs> jacket over the shoulder ciao ciao air kisses all over the place yeah they just they always look supreme so if they make you look like shit yeah or if they make so if they make you feel like shit, what ones make you feel great? So most most people in rugby tend to come and stand next to me when I've got my top off because it makes them feel <laughs> makes them feel wonderful about themselves. Even if they you know, if they've had a Domino's the night before or something, they're feeling a bit you know bloated. Yeah, they'll come see me in the change room and just stand next to me and be like, oh, I feel so much better standing next to you. <laughs> Who's that version of uniforms? Uh, well, if I'm going to be a complete airline snob... Then, you have to, yeah. you have to, because we put you <laughs> on the spot, spot here. Tom has got a, a gun um, <laughs> hidden in his... He's actually keistered. We haven't keistered in a oh. while, have we? No, it, I have keistered because I want to be an ABP, and yeah. I just thought firearms yeah. would be useful. He's a secret air marshal, but he's actually the ABP. Uh, Suffy's Yeah, Yeah. Right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so your low cost airlines. Yeah, so like your EasyJets and your Ryanairs. You don't. You think. You think. Oh, You're like ugh. Look at them. Oh, oh. you nasty snob! <laughs> you nasty piece of work. You. I actually quite like that orange. Um, it's a bit. Would you go? Would you go the the bright orange of EasyJet or the glaring blue livery of Ryanair? I think blue. I've got blue eyes. That so might bring out my eyes. Mile High Club. Indeed, I have heard of such a thing. Oh, you've heard of it, just heard of it, that's fine. <laughs> I think of it and I go, well, it's just the toilets, surely. Surely that it's just a discreet little, right, I'm going to the toilet, you wink, I wink, both end up in the toilet. How are they getting away with that? Surely you've seen some. No? Well, you're usually quite busy on a flight, so you're, you know, as a crew, mm. you're you know, back and forth, back and forth, and the, you know, the toilets are usually by a galley, so unless you're sat there on your break while they do the deed mm. um it's quite hard to monitor you know who's going in and out of the toilets um i have seen a couple of people post 
shall we say, uh, emerging from from the lavatoires. In relaxed, in relaxed a, body language. Well, a little bit flushed. Mm. <laughs> How have you seen them? How do you know that? Because they've both come out at the same they've time? they've both come out, yeah. <laughs> and then do you ever go up to them and go, hiya, are you okay? Everything all right? Did, you, it, did someone come in to help you because you got stuck or...? Just uh, an, a knowing look uh, is usually enough, and they, you know they get very embarrassed and, okay. and off they toddle. But uh, I have had uh, some people trying to get a little bit frisky in situ in their seats, <gasps> wanking off under a blanket. Well, they they hadn't got to that point yet. <laughs> they hadn't got. To, they did ask me for a blanket. Uh, ah, I'm glad you said ask me for a blanket, but there was a small pause that went, they did ask me to wank them off under the blanket, fine. Well, I said that wasn't in the job description. Fine. Um, yes, but I, I had to uh, politely decline uh, because no Hang one... Hang on, you refused the service of... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you politely declined wanking them off, that's fine. Yeah. But did you refuse the service of a blanket? I did. Because you, you had a funny feeling. Well, I didn't have a funny feeling. I knew exactly what they were <laughs> going to be doing, and I didn't want to pick that blanket up at the end of the flight. <laughs> Surely it would be better to have the blanket, though, than the seats and stuff well. like that. And I don't want to bring the tone of the show down. So, Tom, please lift it back up. I'm going to keep it exactly where it is, Joe, <laughs> because the thing I've wondered about the Mile High Club, Damien, is most flights that I go on, it's really obvious who's going to the toilet. Yeah. Um, and if you're unfortunate enough to be in that row of seats by the toilets, possibly the baby bassinet there, if two people <laughs> entered it and... Because they're not thick walls, are they? No. And also it's a very enclosed space. So th- there must be a particular... I mean, there's certain options which it straight away ruled out by the physical parameters of the... <laughs> Joe, don't give me that face. You know what? No, I know exactly. I'm just... Usually when people are picturing stuff, they they look up, don't they? And I don't know why people look up to imagine stuff, but that's what I'm doing. I'm looking up, yeah. I'm just picturing a toilet, and I'm just picturing the different positions that would work and don't work and... Well, there's a handy seat. You utilise the seat. Yeah, the you seat works seat. well. You double-check the door's locked. Of course. Yeah. Would yeah. you? Um, unless can they be unless you want to get caught. They can. <gasps> unless you're that. Mm. You know, which is fine. Yeah. Leave it green. Oh, you caught. Sorry. Ah, stop yeah. it. Yeah. Lock. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A little bit of frisque. <laughs> they are tiny, though. Would you utilise the mirror, Joe, or would you ignore the mirror? There's no way I'm looking at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, light, it's, it's strictly right light. It's strictly, apparently, it's insistent lights off with me. <laughs> Yeah, not my call. But, but you can't turn the lights off because you've locked the door. And, and as you know, with airline toilets, as soon as you lock the door, that automatically puts the light on. Yeah, fair. So you've got a dilemma. Either you have sex with a light on or you have sex with an open door. Or you just put your foot up or, against the door. No, That's true. or the person who doesn't want to look at me puts those lovely free eye masks. They oh, get on. yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's the solution. It's a win-win, isn't it? I've just got to look at me and I'm like, oh, God. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't ask, care, I'm becoming I'm a member. Ear plugs in. <laughs> <laughs> if people wanted to, um, because this, you know, we're, we're open-minded on this podcast show, aren't we? Um, if they wanted to get away with Damien, is there any sort of tips or techniques that you could recommend? <laughs> are, you, are you frowning upon it, or are you kind of like, look, fair play for having, having the guts to do it? 
Oh, and you yeah. let you, you know you're not going play. up and telling them off. No, I have uh, I have observed people on their en route to the uh, to the lavatories <laughs> and have uh, discreetly looked the other way um, before, or taken myself off to the other end so I don't <laughs> have to uh, hear what's going on. Is it legal? Well, surely it depends. It, yeah, not does necessarily. Does the air have any laws? Yeah. There are laws that yeah in the air in the air yeah how can no one owns the air do they do they own the air <laughs> we're subject to British law but what if you're flying we're a British over British airline yeah but, but so you're, you're crossing the channel like where's British air and where's French air it doesn't matter what airspace you're in because you're because the air that's been enclosed in that <laughs> capsule is, is, is British. British this is British and air and that's just being <laughs> circulated yeah this air is British and when British. they open the door and the fresh air from the Host country circulates. French it's air. Their air. Yeah, French air. <laughs> ah, hello and welcome. To- oh, it would be Mandela Airline, actually, Mandela wouldn't it? Airlines. Hello, welcome aboard Mandela Airlines. <laughs> I am here to give you a united performance of how to apply your seatbelt. <laughs> Sit back. I relax and let the good times roll. <laughs> I've just been informed you do a really good Michael Caine. Well, that's for other people to decide. But um, so, if you were to be the Michael Caine airline, um, yeah, that, that's come about because uh, I actually had him on a flight once. Yeah, yeah. Um, Surely you didn't go up to him and say, "Please, can you just do loads of these lines so that yeah, I can practice impressions?" A whole long, a whole long list of <laughs> sayings. Uh, no, he was he was lovely. But um, when you get on a flight, they bring you a, a long list, and it has the names of everyone that's on board, um, so that you know, you can check people off. And it has notations next to them if they require special assistance or anything like that. And obviously people have to travel under the name that's on their passport. So um, I'm looking at... Oh, yeah, I'm looking under the, uh, at the list, and 1A, Maurice Micklewhite. Yeah. Which is his real name. What? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine? Yeah. Michael Caine is not called Michael Caine? No. His name's Maurice Micklewhite? Yeah. Maurice Micklewhite? Yep. <laughs> That's his real name. So the surname is Micklewhite. And he changed that to Michael Caine. <laughs> Do we know why? Do you know why the story of this is? Imagine why are you it... changing Maurice Micklewhite? That is an incredible name. <laughs> you're, surely you're keeping that name. I imagine, Joe, when he was setting out to be an actor in the late 1950s, that Maurice Micklewhite sounded a little bit sort of average. Whereas Michael Caine... Hello. Hello. So did you go? So when you were doing like the seatbelt uh, announcement and the emergency exits and like that, <laughs> these are the exits. And in in case of an emergency, I would appreciate it if you don't blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> I will be over to open them sufficiently. Yeah. I wasn't brave enough. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I, I, Argued the toss about who who was going to serve him because obviously when there's you know a celebrity on board, people are like, oh, I want to serve them, I want to serve them. So you know, I I, I won out on that. I was like, oh, uh, Mr. Kane, can, you, can I get you anything? Uh, yeah, I'll have a cup of tea, and if you've got one, 
a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room. It's very good. That it's is so good. good. That is so good. I would just, I would sit next to him. Yeah. I would just sit there and go, can you say that again for can me? You just, so, can you just talk? Biscuit. Can you say biscuit? Biscuit. biscuit. Just keep saying. No, a little bit more. Okay. Biscuit. Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what has particularly impressed me about Damien's impression is that, Joe, when you and I do Michael Caine, we do a line from Michael Caine, but Damien just, has taken... He's him. He, he's him. He's taken something which we've never heard Michael Caine say, which is <laughs> cup of tea and a biscuit. Who's that then? <laughs> His brother. <laughs> Dave Kane. <laughs> Joe, should we talk um, overhead lockers? I wanted to talk, yeah, because I can tie this one in nicely, actually. Okay. Yeah, You go with your overhead locker question, and I'll go with no, my go on, you, you do yours if it ties in. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, overhead lockers. How realistic is uh, snakes on a plane? <laughs> Because watching that film, I don't don't mind snakes, but watching that film scared the fucking life out of me. Because these snakes were coming out of every single hole you can think of. Including, (laughs) wait for this segue, here we go. Including the overhead lockers that hadn't, by by the look of it, been packed appropriately. Mm. Is there a specific technique that means because you you go around at the end of it or just before we're about to take off yeah and you're like right you have a little check and you slam 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 I'm like fucking stop slamming I'm watching the handmaid's tail here do you know what I mean <laughs> slam 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 and then you move it and adjust it is there a good technique that you've got or yeah if you've if you've got one of those bags with the wheels yeah put it in wheels first wheels first <gasps> yeah okay because uh, a lot of the lockers the the front is curved so that will curve around the the top of it and okay. then f- you can fit more in mm-hmm. so um so of course obviously we make announcements about that all the time which no one listens to um <laughs> so do actually, you actually yeah do you say that <laughs> yeah fucking hell all these yeah. years i've never heard that on a plane if you're yeah. putting your uh, your oversized suitcase which probably should go in the hold <laughs> into the overhead locker please place it wheels first you'll notice that the outer layer is slightly curved for this purpose you very nice. S- you selfish pricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> people get very angry about overhead lockers, Joe, don't they? Mm. So people, let's say you get to your seat, Joe, and you already have had to l- make some really weird leaning back. Like you've had to lean back at a crazy angle because you're in the seat by the window, but you want to access the overhead locker. And your lean is made worse by the fact that you're balancing this heavy suitcase in your hand. So your spine is about to crack in many places. And then you find that someone who's not in your aisle of three, has placed their bag in your overhead locker. Yeah, that fucking, oh my God, that really gets yeah. on my tits. It's not your overhead locker. <gasps> what? <laughs> Hang on. No, 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 stop. I'm not having it, because there has been times where it's been full. I've got to my chair, it is full. And I'm like, well, whose is that? And I've gone, whose is that? And they've heard. And someone like four rows ahead have gone, oh yeah, sorry, that's mine fucking put it above your one then because <laughs> I've now got to go down to 36D and put it down there which is bad because when we land and we have to get off I've then got to wait for everyone else Yeah. or what sometimes I do is I go down whilst they're coming down the other way so oh. they're all coming to get off and I'm bosh, like no fuck bosh, you bosh. no fuck oh. you and blame that person in row, <laughs> row 7 because they've ruined it so don't blame me just to make it even more yeah. awkward so it's not that doesn't belong to your seat. It's 
any locker space is usually, you know, especially on like short haul flights, they're rammed all the time. You basically, towards the end of boarding, you're like, wherever your bag will go, just fucking put it there because I want to leave. <laughs> I've had enough of you idiots <laughs> standing around going, there's no room in the overhead locker above my seat. It's like, well, turn around, there's one behind you. <laughs> no, I'm standing up. I'm standing up for the passenger here. Yeah. The, there should be specific slots, actually, that says belongs to 6A, belongs to 7A. Like a peg. Yeah, that makes sense. And it would make everything more efficient. It Rather would. than you get the big lummocks going down the opposite way when everyone's trying to get off to get his bag at 36 But then you wouldn't get half the bags on because half of them are oversized. The bags got out of control, surely. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's going to sound weird, but the, <laughs> the best period for hand baggage when we were flying was after 9-11 because... Ah, golden, golden era. Maybe. Golden era. <laughs> one, because yeah. no one was flying. And secondly, because no one could bring anything on board. Lovely. Wow. <laughs> or if they wanted it, they were too scared to because yeah. they'd be accused of, well, what the fuck is in your bag? Yeah. Are you suggesting that there should be another thing to reduce the amount of bags? That come on a plane. I think yeah. it's a really bad suggestion to yeah, suggest cause... a terrorist attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just so your job is easier. It's quite yeah. a radical solution. Yeah, it make my life easier. I, mean. <laughs> but, uh, I can see Steve in the corner of my eye just going, <laughs> Move on, move on. Get past the terrorists. <laughs> I want to talk about Malia or Magaluf mm. because you tend to get a certain type of person, i.e. me, when I was 18, mm-hmm. going out there with some mate. Oh, let's, let's, let's. Let, I wasn't let, actually let's. one of those, like the let's, let's, let's. I was actually the part of the in between us crew. <laughs> so our four lads that we went out, we were just like the misfits, like, hi. <laughs> like we weren't like jocks or the cool kids. We were just like, hi, this is our first holiday out together. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, where are we going? And we went, to- <laughs> we went to Malia. And uh, you've, but you've got the same ilk of all the jocks and stuff from the stereotypes of the of the film. What sort? How do you deal with those drunk, annoying, or have you ever had to deal with drunk, annoying passengers like that? Yeah, um, of the drunk, annoying passengers, <laughs> the one of the worst ones I've had to deal with is a couple of uh, drunk Russian sailors. Doomsday scenario. That yeah, Russian uh, sailor with drunk the, with yeah. the vodka. Yeah, vodka. Give me vodka, vodka. No. You give me vodka. All flight, you give me vodka. <laughs> like, you can have a coffee, mate. You give me vodka. No, coffee. <laughs> coffee, vodka. Yeah. <laughs> vodka, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've got these two drunk Russian sailors that yeah. you're refusing to serve vodka, vodka to. to. Yeah. You're offering coffee. coffee. Yeah. How's that going down? Uh, we're literally stuck in a loop. Of him just saying vodka and me saying coffee. <laughs> and it ends up with me just going, listen, mate, I'm not giving you any more fucking vodka. Yeah. <laughs> vodka. Yeah. Doesn't help that he's got dried vomit all down the front mm. of him as well. <laughs> I would not mind, but my suitcase is not in the overhead locker yeah. directly above my head. It's 36F. It's full of vodka. Go get, <laughs> go get vodka out of 36F for me then. I cannot stand. I had too much vodka. vodka. Yeah. Oh, that must be quite scary though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, and sometimes in situations like that, obviously, you know, a large makeup of the crew community is female. So sometimes you can find that yourself in that situation where you're the only guy mm. 
on the crew, and all the girls are just going, going, Damien, Damien, you, you deal with that. You deal with that. All right, gee, thanks, guys. And you're like, no, no. You go deal with vodka. You go deal with vodka. Just give him the fucking vodka, would you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we've overdone the vodka. <laughs> I can't help it. He says it's so good. He says it's so good, doesn't he? Let's move on to something more. Thing. I fart a lot <laughs> on a plane. I fart a lot. I yep. tend to, and I, t- I think it's something to do with the pressure as yeah, well. Yeah, you gases you in ga- your body Yeah, you expand. gas up more. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because you're flying at, a, at an altitude, it, it, you know, you, even though you're at 35,000 feet, you know, the altitude's not that, it's about 10 to 12. So you know, you're, you are at atmosphere, so all the gases in your body expand, which right. is why you do fart. I thought it was the pretzels, the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I always find yeah more gassy but where do they go because very rarely have I done a stinky fart on a plane you're so true unless someone like uh, where does it go just gets recycled oh. so, so all the, when you're on that long haul flight when you're on that long haul <laughs> flight imagine you yeah, out to the world cup all those farts <laughs> it's just of course it's just recycled yeah. surely there should oh my god there be a little vent somewhere yeah. there is there, yeah we do t- intake some fresh air from outside yeah but yeah a, a lot of the air is recycled so yeah you're smelling a lot of farts yeah we um, well, but the, 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 the lucky thing is i don't smell them though because they're, they're some how odorless it doesn't matter how loud the fart is there's something about the the resonance or the frequency of the engine that seems to effectively mask any fart, no matter how ferocious it is. It's actually quite freeing. Liberating, isn't you, it? Yeah, usually you, in a public space, like if if we were here for yeah. now, like, I'd like, if I needed one, I'd probably be like, oh God, try and Just pick a, little, a time, pick a mm, movement. Or a little lean. Sometimes yeah. when you go in, in public <laughs> cubicles in, in a toilet and you, someone's next to you. Wait you, for the flush. Yeah, mm. you, but... And you're like, why? Why do we do that? Why are we, why are we so British? In oh, I'm going to wait for him to get up and start mm. making noise to then go... Why? Just because he's done the same, or she's done... You, you're going to do the same, just do that. Anyway, but there's something liberating where you're sat amongst all these people mm. and you're just... <laughs> farting away and you're like... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'll have a pack of bit, pack of peanuts, and they don't. They're none the wiser. It's I don't know. It's well, really freeing. Not sure about none the wiser. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I was doing the service once, and you know, we're stopped in the middle of the cabin. We've got a you know a long trolley there. And I'm serving away, and I'm oh okay. I've got to reach that tray that's right at the other end of the cabin. So I, I bend down and I reach in. I'm halfway in the trolley. And I just let one absolutely. <laughs> oh, you? Rip. Yeah. <laughs> it's the loudest part, I think. I, of course, I can't help it. I'm crying with laughter. <laughs> the girl I'm working with is on the other side of the trolley. He's stuck her head in, <laughs> and he's saying, "Was that you? Was that you?" I'm like, yes, yes. And then I come out. And my hands are shaking. Let's <laughs> go to the guy that I was just basically farted in his face. <laughs> Here you go, sir. It should be all <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> They're not always quiet. <laughs> Can I ask about meals? Actually, do you, as cabin crew, do you eat the same food as us, or do you bring your own food because the cabin food is not very nice? Or 
in those magic slots where you're heating up the food that we get, is there like a special one where you get much nicer food? Definitely not much nicer food, but uh, it, it's kind of kind of hits all three because. Uh, if you're working over a certain period, obviously you are provided with a meal. It's usually not that great. Um, so if there is any leftover food, usually we're eyeing up the business class or the first <sighs> class food. Um, food's one of those one of those battles you have between flight crew and cabin crew, because obviously <sighs> you get some. Like flight crew, they they believe that they're entitled because of their position to oh, the so first class. So there food. is a bit of beef. Knew it. <laughs> you <laughs> could sense it earlier. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But then, obviously, because we're in charge of the food, that might get squirrelled away somewhere. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Captain. There was no uh, you know fillet steak left. I'm afraid. <laughs> and then you're down <laughs> the back of the aircraft. Yeah. Got some. Got some sloppy. <laughs> Risotto for you, though, yeah. if you want it. Dried out risotto. It's been sat in the oven for three hours, yeah. If you don't like it, I've got a little bit of vodka for you as well. <laughs> Too much now. So have you done. <laughs> right, put your hands in the air. <laughs> you put your hands in the air as well. Oh, my God, uh, Damien, we've got a live one here. He's got a gun. No, I think we've got a hostage not, situation it's here. It's not a gun. He's got a finger that he's pretending is a gun, Damien. Correct. This is a fucking hijack, motherfuckers. I'm taking over this plane with both my fingers and my guns that I've got in my pocket. What are you going to do about it? Go. Whatever you want. Oh. That was easy. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the plane is mine because there's only three... It's a new plane. There's only three switches. Yeah. Um, so I can easily drive it. It's mine. Yeah, drive it. <laughs> drive it. <laughs> Does it not drive it? Do you not drive a plane? Fly it. Okay. <laughs> Shut your fucking face. You're under hostage situation here. So don't fucking back chat me like that. Do you get training for hostage situations? Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, so um, it used to be when I very, very first started, it was basically whatever the hostage takers want, do it. Go along with whatever they say. Mm, interesting. Um, and then uh, every year we do a refresher course. We have to be relicensed by the CAA, the Civil Aviation Authority, um, to be legal to fly. And part of that is a safety and security briefing. And so I was on one of these courses when 9-11 happened. So literally we were at lunch and the news was full of, you know, two planes flying into the Twin Towers. And that afternoon we went to our security briefing, which was about you know, hostage situation and... Yeah, the, the guy training it was. I don't know what to tell you now. Oh, because <laughs> all the along game has changed. Yeah, yeah, we've been telling you, you know, go along with whatever they say. If they want access to the flight deck, give it to them. But now, obviously, you know, that's that's a whole different ball game. Um, since then, there's been a lot of like new procedures come in. So, flight deck door is, you know, as soon as you push back off a stand, that's locked. Um, it's reinforced. You have to either phone or some airlines have like a key card entry. So you have to put in a specific code. And then there's cameras as well. So the flight crew can see who it is that's wanting to gain access to the flight deck. So basically these days, if you you were to come up with your finger guns and say, (laughs) game over, motherfucker, you know, we're taking this plane, that door would be locked. That would not be open at 
for any reason. Doesn't yeah. matter if you know you've got us up against the, the door with a gun to our heads. That door, that door's not coming open. They're getting on the ground to the, the nearest airport. That's good. That it's really good that that's been put in place now. And whilst I'm on that, the reason I've taken this plane with my guns is because I am sick and tired of believing that it's cheaper to have in-flight brochure equipment thrown at me. Like, yeah, buy this off us. It's cheaper. Buy these Ray-Bans. They're definitely cheaper than if you bought them on land. Because it's bullshit. Is it right? Am I right? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Is it bullshit? Well, you're trapped, aren't you? You're trapped on this plane. We're going to sell you some stuff. (laughs) And it's not... So you're you're pulling the wool over my eyes. (laughs) And we want you to buy it because we get commission on it <gasps> what <laughs> i knew there was a catch yeah what's the biggest markup uh joe let's let's give damien some standard items from the in-flight brochure um the m&ms thing where, it, where it's got like the little m&ms geezer with his hands yep. coming to the side. oh good fucking rip off oh okay well that's the last time i buy that fucking toy plane mm. oh yeah uh, on the stand yeah, yeah what else is there there's some fags though Good, good, really. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, and and obviously we always buy those because we get a discount as well. But then you also get commission on that, so you yeah. win twice. <laughs> I'm I want to be an air attendant. <laughs> what did we co- go with? Purser. I want to be a purser. I want to be a cabin fuck. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, morning, ladies and gentlemen. I shall be your cabin fuck this morning. <laughs> I want to be the I want to be the cabin boss. I'm the boss of this motherfucking cabin. <laughs> And on that on that note, I would like to thank you, Damien, not Damien, whoever the fuck you are, so much for coming on and telling us all about what it's like being a flight attendant. That's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Joe, I'll level with you. I enjoyed Damien and his stories immensely. I just wish that whilst he was talking through that whole episode, I was drinking vodka <laughs> but he was great really enjoyed his stories and getting a little bit more insider knowledge behind the scenes knowledge of what it's like to be a flight attendant an air host or perhaps a purser well if you enjoyed that too and you want to support the show search for joe marler show on patreon if you would like another podcast to listen to i would recommend we didn't start the fire now, this is a history podcast that uses Billy Joel lyrics to try and explain why the world is as it is today. There are episodes on Richard Nixon, North Korea, Joseph Stalin and Marilyn Monroe. It's getting really very good reviews at the moment. So get involved. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire in your podcast app. Who is on our next episode, Tom? Weirdly, Joe, bearing in mind that I've just told people to search for We Didn't Start the Fire. Get this. It's a firefighter. It's not that weird. Steve wrote a script. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong.